Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together, we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys, too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone, and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. It's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast. And the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free. So hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform. And the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. Um, As you can tell, this is just Taylor. Allison is not feeling well today, so I am stepping in for a solo episode. Um, yeah, I've never done a solo episode, so I'm looking forward to this. I felt that since it's just me today, I would dive into health anxiety specifically and just talking about some of the extreme fears I dealt with, health fear, health fears, and maybe you can relate or find some relief in just knowing you're not alone and you're not crazy because I sure did feel, feel crazy many times. Um, but yeah, I just want to jump into health anxiety and some of the major health fears that a lot of us go through and a lot of us struggle with in private. And it's not something that you have to keep in private. You're not crazy for feeling this way. This is what health anxiety is. And I just want you guys to feel less alone. And so let's jump into it. So if you're new here, um, my name is Taylor. I'm one of the Co- one of the hosts of the Anxiety Chicks podcast. It's me and Allison Sepanera. Um, and my history with anxiety started with just extreme panic disorder 
and debilitating health anxiety. And this led me to many, many, many doctor visits, um, just many self-diagnosis, completely convinced that I was going to die any second. And here I am. Haven't had a panic attack in five years. So I would say it felt super, super real in the moment. Like I truly thought that some of those days were my last days. That's how scary the physical symptoms felt to me. And I just want to show you guys that you can get through it and that all those symptoms can go away and you can live. Um, A lot of people ask, they're like, will I ever be normal again? And when I when I hear that question, it, it really hurts. Um, hurts me for them because they are normal and you are normal listening to this. You're not not normal for dealing with anxiety. It's just it's a part of you, it's not all of you. And to answer the question, will I ever be normal again? You are normal and your life might change, but for me it it changed for the better. I finally grew into who I am and was able to live now my true authentic self and I I know who I am and I know what I want in life and I know who I want to surround myself with and I feel that sometimes we have to go through things in life to jumpstart us a bit uh wake up not a wake up call cuz I wouldn't say like anything just to get us back on track um, or maybe to get us on a track. Maybe you're so lost. I know for me personally, I struggled with trying to fit in, everyone like me, be most popular, have the best grades, portray this perfect life that was unattainable. I mean, perfect self-image, perfect grades, perfect career path, bet all the, the biggest friends, a gr- group of friends. Um, And I'm sitting here looking at my office wall. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I got a sign made that says, perfection is an illusion. And it truly is. Uh, What I learned from anxiety is that I will never achieve perfection and nor will anyone else around. Um, It's okay to fail. It's okay for people to not like me. It's okay to not be most popular. It's okay to not have the best body. It's okay to not have it all. All that truly matters at the end of the day is your health, your your family, the health of your family, and knowing your worth and surrounding yourself with people who accept you for you. So yeah, anxiety showed me who I am and who I'm meant to be. And I got to get rid of who I thought I was meant to be and all those standards I held that stressed me out on the daily. So now I would like to jump into a lot of the major, major fears I had when in the depth of my health anxiety. Um, A lot of my anxiety started with extreme cardio fears, cardiovascular fears, sorry. Um, a, a lot of the symptoms I had were just a, just a random, out of nowhere racing heart that truly felt like my heart was coming out of my chest. I remember I could feel it just racing super, super fast. You could almost like see it in my chest. And I remember one time I recorded my neck uh, and you could just see my heart just beating all sorts of ways. And it never felt like it was beating in a normal rhythm. 
And I later found out that I had PVCs and PACs, which are ectopic heartbeats, which are completely normal and healthy and often seen in healthy individuals. Uh, They're just misfires. They're nothing bad in a structurally normal heart. And they're very, very common with people with with anxiety and panic attacks. And these are often called heart palpitations. They can sometimes feel like your heart's skipping a beat. It's adding a beat. And my cardiologist basically worded it to me as your heart sometimes skips a beat and then it has to get, it fills up with that blood and then it has to get rid of that blood. So then it's allowed a big thump in your chest. I don't know if you heard me hit the table, but that's how he worded it to me. And that all made more sense then, even though I didn't, at the time, I still thought he was missing something. And that's commonly, commonly, commonly seen with people with health anxieties. We always think the doctor's missing something. We need more tests. We need, everyone's, no one's taking us seriously. They just think, oh, it's just your anxiety. You feel like everybody's brushing you off and you're dying from this severe thing that nobody wants to listen to or focus on. And you feel you have to push for these tests and push for all these doctor visits and you feel like you're just drowning in a pool and everyone's just talking around the pool, not even seeing you drowning. That's that's how I felt. Um, so I went to the cardiologist many, many of times and something looking back that I remember now is just how sitting in the waiting room, everybody around me was elderly. And I think one time that hit me, I was just like, what am I doing here? Like, this is just not common. It's not common to, but then I, okay, here's the thing. Even though it's not common when you have health anxiety, you always think you're going to be that 1%. You're like, okay, well, I know it's like one in a million, but what if I'm that one? And I know that's a common thought with health anxiety. So I feel you on that. But anyways, I went to multiple cardiologists. I had all the Holter monitors, echoes, stress test. I even had a Doppler I think that's what it called, the bubble test, EKGs, ECGs, um, you name it, I had it. And every test would give me some reassurance for about, my parents always said this, they were like, you go, you get these tests and you're good for about a day or two. And then you say, well, they didn't do this. And so you go back to that those thoughts of panic that, well, if they didn't check this, what if that's the issue? So you always need more. So that's why going to the doctor excessively is never a healthy coping mechanism because it's never enough. You never go and you get that test and then you're satisfied. You're satisfied for like a day or two. You feel joy. Oh my gosh, I'm healthy. I'm going to be okay. I'm not dying. I remember even like crying sometimes after getting test test results because I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to die. But it's like, it was never enough to keep me from panicking and wanting to go back. So um, I always thought I had health, heart failure or uh, just something wrong with my heart. And it got to the point where my cardiologist wrote, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen this. He wrote on a piece of paper, Taylor's heart has no damage. Taylor's heart is healthy. And I still have that piece of paper with me. But you're not alone if the symptoms of anxiety feels so freaking scary to you and the doctor's just looking at you like you're fine because it was so hard for me to accept in my head that the way I was feeling was okay. Heart palpitations and your heart racing 
you feel so out of control and you feel so scared that what if at what if this one isn't okay or what if this one isn't um just a pvc or i remember i had so many thoughts and i just want you to know that you're not crazy and you're not alone for feeling this way if you struggle with cardiovascular fears and it's it controls you because i remember sometimes just like laying on the couch and feeling like a a heart my heart skip like in my back or something i could always feel my heart beat at all times no matter what i was doing and it was cuz when you have anxiety you're so hyper focused you're just living in a hyper focused state of mind and so if you're so focused on your heart all you're going to hear and feel is your heartbeat and i mean i could feel it in my head i could feel it everywhere in my body because i was so focused on it and so scared i was going to die um Every single morning, I would take my blood pressure and I would log it in my phone uh, just to make sure it was steady, I guess. I don't, I don't know what I was looking for. Um, I would take my pole socks. I would take my – always have my Apple Watch on. Uh, there was often times where I would leave my Apple Watch on a workout all day so I could check my heart rate throughout the day and – Thank God back then the Apple Watch didn't have that EKG mode because that would have been so dangerous, especially because I've heard and I know from personal experience with uh, these Apple Watches is they're not always accurate. I I have had my Apple Watch while sitting tell me my heart rate is 200 and it could just be the sensor is hanging off your arm a little bit, but it obviously my heart rate's not 200 sitting but back then if i ever saw a misread it would send me into a full blown panic um so yeah don't trust those heart monitors they're not accurate anyways my heart completely fine nothing was wrong um but it took me a long time to get over that fear and work through it and um a lot of what's I'll get to the things that have like helped me with my health anxiety, but I want to continue through like things that fears I've had um, and some of the bigger ones. So obviously like neurological issue, neurological diseases. Um, I remember with the dizziness I would feel and the lightheadedness, I would worry about um, MS. I know a lot of people who fear this MS, ALS, all of those neurological diseases, uh, the dizziness and the lightheadedness was so, and the vision, I would say it's a combo of all the three, was so freaking scary to me and sent me to the ER many, many of times. I've told a story about this on the podcast before. Um, and it was just so scary because I truly felt like the floor was moving. I felt like I was on a boat. I felt like I was losing my mind, truly. And I felt like no one was listening to me. And it was scary. Uh, Many times I felt like I was having a stroke and I just wanted to go to the ER. So that's another fear that is commonly heard of and felt with health anxiety. And if you feel this way, you're not crazy once again. Um, Other fears, obviously like brain tumors, definitely the headaches were an everyday thing for me when I was really struggling with anxiety. Every single day I had a headache and with anxiety, these are often called cluster headaches or tension headaches. And I want you right now, if you're listening to this, 
feel your feel your shoulders and how tense you are. Like drop your shoulders right now because I bet they're almost to your ears. And I didn't realize that. I didn't realize how much tension I had. And I was always just on edge. Your body's always like when you're struggling with anxiety, it's in fight or flight. So you're just ready to fight. So when you're ready to fight, you're constantly tensing your muscles, every single muscle in your body, because you're ready to run. You're, you're, it's almost like when a bear's chasing you, you got to sprint. So your body's ready. It's ready to go at all times. And so I didn't realize the connection between the muscles in the neck and the head and the shoulders and how much that can lead to a tension headache. And it was always like the temples behind the eyes. And not to mention, like I was Googling like a madman. So obviously I was always looking at my phone. Yes, my eyes were probably very tired of reading so many articles on health issues. So yeah, <laughs> it, everything looking back, it, I, I can see why I had a headache every day and I can see why my eyes were so fatigued. Um, and I wasn't really sleeping much because I don't know about you guys, but I had a fear of going to sleep. I had this irrational fear that I wouldn't remember how to breathe or my heart remember how to beat in my sleep and that I was just going to die in my sleep. And if I didn't stay up, I couldn't save myself. Super irrational fear looking back on it. But in that moment, I was so convinced of that. I was so convinced that if I didn't stay up and like make sure I was okay, I would have just died. No one could have helped me. So I would literally stay up until I actually passed out from just being so tired. And then I'd wake up in the morning and I remember my first thoughts would always be like, another day. Like I have to deal with this another day. I have to feel this way another day. And it was just so exhausting. And I hated mornings. I hated it because I knew it was another day of panic attacks. Um, And of course, you get to the point where your anxiety is so out of control and bad that you, if you struggle with panic disorder, that you start, your anxiety starts becoming anxiety about anxiety. You start fearing panic attacks happening. So then it's not even like you have a specific fear. You're just you're just worried about having that panic attack and then you just are anxious about being anxious. So yeah, I've, let's see, I've gone to the ER for brain tumors. I've gone to the ER for, yeah, brain tumors, MS. I remember the doctor, one doctor laughed at me when I asked about that one. But this week's episode Allison and I were going to focus on health anxiety and blood clots. So I just wanted to give y'all a little run through of some of my other fears that I had that were really, really hard for me. And now I want to jump into something I haven't talked a whole lot on, but I've always wanted to talk on because it was such a big fear of mine. And I know so many of you guys struggle with this, um, which is health anxiety and the fear of blood clots. Uh, The fear of blood clots in the past, and I still currently it comes to my mind sometimes, um, kept me from flying, driving long distance, sitting for a long time. Um, if I was finding myself like sitting for too long, I would get up and just like pace around because I was so paranoid of blood pooling in my legs or whatever. I irrationally in college bought these, uh, genetic testing blood tests to see if I had the factor five gene because I had heard about this old lady who uh, 
got a blood clot and come to find out she had this factor five gene. It was like a, a blood clotting disorder. So I became so hyper-focused on blood clotting disorders and I don't have that gene, but then I found out about how there's a couple other genes. And so I'm like, great. I think I, I think I paid like 200 bucks for that test, like out of my own pocket money. I did not have as a college student. And I remember being just like so anxious about getting the test results. And I then looked into my birth control and I was reading all these stories about these young people getting blood clots and it just sent me into a spiral. And I think this happened from seeing one story about it on Facebook. I don't know about you guys, but I do not let myself get on Facebook because I feel like Facebook is the place where people are like, they post their life. I feel like the realness is kind of showed on Facebook. Sometimes there are a lot of people who like to portray a perfect life, but I do feel like there's a lot of triggering articles on Facebook and just like so-and-so died or so-and-so's in the hospital or so-and-so this. And I don't know about you guys, but when I read something, I become hyper-focused on that health issue that I'm seeing and it just, it sends me into a spiral. So I... Hi healers, Allison here. So I want to talk to y'all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the anxiety chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the anxiety chicks and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Okay. I just had to pause the podcast. It is so hard without Allison because I didn't realize that the last two minutes the mic was not on. So I hope you guys heard me. But basically what I was saying is Facebook can be super triggering. And I don't know about you guys, but when you read articles about a health issue, you all of a sudden become hyper-focused on that health issue and convincing yourself that you could have that health issue or it's something that you should get checked on. 
Um, so yeah, I know for me personally, that was a huge thing. And I remember reading this one story about this one girl who had, uh, gotten a blood clot or something. I I kid you not guys, it has logged me out like three times because my mic keeps unplugging. Um, Allison, we need you. But anyways, getting through this Facebook triggering stuff, I read an article about this girl and this birth control. And then I started seeing these infomercials on this birth control brand. And I'm sure many of you guys have heard of it, uh, the Yaz family and how they were like, if you've taken Yaz and you've had a birth control or you know someone who has died from it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, why did my doctor ever prescribe me this? Like, I can't believe I'm on this. And then I was in a panic about how do I get off? What if I'm like, I don't think right now I can get off birth control. Um, because I feel like what if it makes my my hormones even worse and I'm already so anxious and oh my gosh, I spiraled, guys. I spiraled. So then I started doing just insane research on blood clots and I I bought compression socks. I did. And I may have worn them a lot. Don't judge. And my mom, I remember her making fun of me and I was just like, Mom, this is so serious. Like, I am on a very scary birth control, and I don't know what to do right now. And it just it just even made my fear with, like, trust with doctors even worse because I was like, no doctor ever asked, like, if I had a clotting disorder or if I should even get on this type of birth control. And I literally got on it because of acne. And I'm like, I can't even believe, like, superficial things outweighed, like – my health. And I'm just like, can't even, I can't even believe I let myself get to that point. So I finally got off the, off the birth control and I was thinking like, okay, my blood clot fears should be over. And no, they didn't, they did not leave. And so I have yet to do a flight over four hours because, you know, you read the like guidelines on how to prevent a blood clot. And it's like, uh, move your feet when traveling over four hours or something or like you're at a higher risk when traveling over four hours. I don't know. So that is on my fears to conquer list. Um, taking a flight longer than four hours, it's going to be a hard one for me, but um, I can do it. And I know that this blood clotting fear is extremely irrational Um, I even have like irrational ties to blood clots like that. I, I, have a fear of almost going to higher elevation because of blood clots. I I don't even know how I've even correlated those two. Sometimes with health anxiety, that's another thing is like you find a correlation between two things that don't have a correlation and are not real, but your thoughts are so intrusive that they convince you that it is real. And so I have this correlation that, oh, like in higher elevation, like you have less oxygen. So with less oxygen, my blood can't flow as much and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And that's how my brain works. I don't know about you guys, but it just goes into like a train of thoughts and it just spirals once I get going. So I would say I've really, really made it past um, my cardiovascular fears, neurological fears, and the blood clotting fears, I would say are just kind of hanging around a bit. But what's really helped me with flying and just getting over these fears is anytime I start to feel like my train of thoughts just coming at me and it starts doing that domino effect, 
I always, and I talk about this all the time on my Instagram, I take CBD. I love CBD. It doesn't work for everyone, but it works for me. And I always share with you guys how much it's helped me. And, and I've been fortunate enough in sharing my story, helping so many of you guys. And so even sometimes just like having it on me, like on those flights and stuff, it just helps keep me so calm. Um, even just like having it in my bag, wherever I go, I always have a bottle on me and that just like helps me. And then also rationalizing my irrational thoughts and talking through them and thinking like, can I control this situation at hand right now? And if I can't, then I need to let it go because I'm doing all I can do. So went on a flight, having my purity with me, having my compression socks with me if I need them, drink, staying hydrated. All of these things are all I can do and all that I can control. I can't literally go into my legs or my body and physically prevent a blood clot. I wish I could, but I'm doing all I can do. And that's what I have to remind myself when the irrational thoughts get bad is worrying about this won't change the outcome of anything. I can only take the steps that I am taking to keep myself healthy and the rest I just have to unfortunately, because I love control, I have to let go of. And yeah, it's it's helped me do that. I'm going to need to do my final fear, which is the flight over four hours or I would say like a car, a car ride over seven hours and then a flight over four hours I would need to do. Um, so yeah, those are my list. And I'm sure you have fears to conquer too, and I encourage you to make a list of fears to conquer and watch how empowered you feel when you do get to cross one of them off. I want you to know you're not alone. You're not crazy. Anxiety is a part of you. It's not all of you. And I feel for you. And anything you're struggling with, no matter how irrational it sounds to your family, your friends, your doctor, it's not irrational to me and it's not irrational to people who go through health anxiety. Health anxiety is so real and in those moments of panic, you feel so convinced that you're not okay. So you can always reach out to me. I'm at health underscore anxiety on Instagram. My DMs are always open. My emails are always opened. I do get behind on things because I am only one person, but I love helping you guys more than anything. And I think sometimes we go through things in life to show us where we're meant to be. And I just want you to know that maybe you're going through this and something good will come of this. Actually, I know something good will come come from this because we're only handled what we, we're only dealt what we can handle and you're strong and I know you can handle this and I know you can get through this and I know that good days are ahead for you. Love you guys. And praying Allison gets better soon so she can join us next week. Send us any recommendations you have on podcast episodes that you would like to hear. Um, and yeah, you're not alone at all. Bye guys. Hi healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram you can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them. 
all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course, and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well, so go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out, and as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Thank you.